Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Before we do all of that, though, uh, we will go and uh, talk to Jamie Wall, who uh, is fresh out of the barber's chair. And, uh, mate, how's that fade looking? Oh, it's looking great, mate. He managed to get rid of all the greys, so that's all I really all I was after. So he's just done the job. Yeah. Nice, nice. Oh, that's all good, mate. Have you, have you got a sh- Which barber do you go to? Have you got a regular that you go to every week or every month? Yeah, yeah, got- I uh, got the um, Takoya barbers up in uh, up in Ponsonby um, with three lamps there. They, they always do a good job. So um, if you need a haircut and you're in, uh, in Auckland City, that's where you want to go. That's where you want to go. All right, good stuff, Jamie. Now, we've got the important stuff out of the way. Let's talk uh, world rugby. Uh, Bernard Laporte this morning, or overnight, been found guilty of corruption. Uh, he's been fined €75,000 by French court, a two-year suspended prison sentence. But I understand he's been suspended from having anything to do with rugby for two years as well. Um, surely this is an issue, given he's the vice chairman of world rugby. Yeah, this is a very big issue, uh, very big issue, and, it, and it's been a long time coming as well. Um, this, whatever ha- what the outcome of this court case was, uh, it was definitely one of those uh, where there's smoke, there's fire kind of uh, um, situations. So I think whatever happened in this court case, World Rugby had a situation on their hands that they had to deal with. Um, he's sort of fallen on his sword a little bit. I saw a, a press release from World Rugby just a little bit earlier today just saying that he's um, self-suspended himself for whatever that's worth, which means that I guess they don't really have to um, take any action from now on. They said they're not making any, more comment, any comment on the matter. So I, I think, though, that, yeah, like I said, uh, this this was in the works. Um, and the, the fact that they kind of probably should have done something about it beforehand uh, does raise a few questions. Um, given the the potential depth of what this scandal might go to, like on the on the surface, it does seem like, OK... He's been fined and he's been given a suspended sentence. So it's not exactly up there with the crime of the century, uh, especially when it comes to sports corruption. But really, when you think about it and you think about where the World Cup is being hosted next year in France, uh, and that he uh, and Mohit Altredov were sort of key parts of that, and Claude Archer, who is, uh, uh, has been forced out of his role as the CEO of the, of the World Cup um, next year, uh, it does ma- raise some massive questions, um, especially considering all of the talk that we've had for like 10 years now, 12 years almost, uh, about the hosting rights bid for where the Football World Cup was. Well, it turns out that rugby's hands aren't really as clean as they'd, they'd want them to be, perhaps. Um, so I think that there's definitely some questions to be asked around this um, and around the fact that, you know, it doesn't really matter what sport you're, you're participating in. And it doesn't really matter what uh, sort of values you you hold yourself. And rugby really definitely likes to um, hold itself to uh, a specific set of values uh, that as soon as money gets involved, um, you're going to have the same problems. Um, and so, yeah, this, this is pretty interesting, um, especially considering also the connections that it has to the All Blacks. Uh, because, of course, Mohit Eltrad, who was a uh, co-defendant in the, in the case, was also found... Uh, guilty, given a slightly lesser fine, I think, and also a, a suspended sentence. 
um, is the naming rights sponsor of the All Blacks. His name is all over the All Blacks and the Black Ferns gear. So, you know, that's how far, far it kind of permeates, I guess. Yeah, permeates a long way. I was going to say, I mean, are there parallels to, you know, the FIFA corruption, Sepp Blatter, Michel Platini, etc.? Well, maybe. Um, it, it definitely, you can't rule it out. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, I, I do know that the way that the World Cup hosting rights were handed out um, uh, last time uh, was pretty dodgy, really, when you think about it. That you had three candidates, South Africa, Ireland, and France. Um, France obviously had hosted one in, in 2007 and was seen as a distant third behind the other two. Um, South Africa, because it was obviously it's uh, important to get rugby back onto the African continent, and Ireland because uh, it'd just be a new place to be able to to hold the hold the tournament. Um, and then uh, on top of that, World Rugby had come out and said that they, you know they'd engage with a uh, an independent um, uh, body to to kind of assess the bids, and they'd come out and said that the preferred bid was South Africa. And so, really, for all intents and purposes, it was going to be in South Africa next year. Uh, and then at the last minute, um, they said, actually, no, it's going to be France. And just sort of out of nowhere. And so this corruption scandal that's kind of come on really kind of probably confirms what a lot of people already thought about what went down uh, when that bid process happened. What does it mean, do you think, now for Bernard Laporte? I mean, he's vice chair of World Rugby. I no doubt he would have been eyeing Bill Beaumont's position come the next election. Uh, is is he effectively null and void now from holding any position going forward, whether it be with French rugby or World Rugby, do you think? Well, I think if World Rugby has, is going to try and retain any credibility out of this, he, he can't possibly have anything to do with them anymore. Uh, he, this is it's a real stain. Uh, on on a sport that, like I said, uh, holds itself to a lot of self-imposed values uh, that have kind of come down through from the amateur era, and and, and a lot of it is just to do with uh, class-signifying behaviour by a lot of UK and, and French kind of people that like to sort of disassociate themselves with um, with football, and so it's it's really. It, 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 it really kind of pulls the curtain back on what's really happening in these sporting bodies. And, and like I said, you know, obviously football is kind of synonymous with it in the last decade or so. It turns out that rugby kind of isn't really that far off, really. And the only difference is the, the, the vast difference in the sum of money that's being involved. Now you mentioned Ultrad as well, being on the front of the All Blacks jerseys and the and the uh, Black Ferns jerseys as well. Uh, I don't expect that New Zealand rugby will will front on this because they don't front on things that are closer to home, let alone things you know halfway around the world. Um, but uh, do you see there being any impact there? I mean, are other sponsors or other people, other stakeholders, the Silver Lakes of this world, etc. You know, uh, do you, do you see that that might put this Ultrad sponsorship in in, in danger? I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I, I, you know, without, you know, it is kind of funny for us to, to, to know that, that this that this ended up happening because, of course, last year when they got their their uh, sponsorship deals over the line, we all thought that Enios was going to be the one that was going to cause them trouble. You know, with the um, links to fracking and mining and and the kind of going against uh, the clean green image a, a body like New Zealand Rugby would want to put out. And it turns out it's the it's the other one that's <laughs> that, that, that's gotten the headlines. 
Um, but to be fair, like it's not like they walked into this deal knowing that they were dealing with a guy who was going to get end up end up in court. Um, I don't think it's going to mean they're going to change the name on the front of the jersey. I mean, his name was all over the the recent World Cup uh, signage um, during uh, you know the the, the Black Ferns won. Um, so it clearly didn't bother World Rugby enough to kind of do something about that. So really, uh, I don't know. I mean, what, what does the average rugby fan really is going to look at that and go, well, hang on, that looks a bit dodgy. But, I mean, when AIG were named the sponsors, sponsors of, uh, the, of the All Black jersey um, about 10 years ago, I mean, they were only a couple of years out of uh, a huge government sort of scandal themselves, having to be bailed out as part of the whole uh, GFC uh uh, that happens. So, uh, you know, I, like I said, I don't think it's going to affect jersey sales, which is what they're mainly concerned about. So, you know, they've, they've, they can pretty much just sort of put their head in the sand on this one, with probably with good reason for a change. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll keep uh, keep an eye on that and see what developments come out of it, uh, Jamie. We should also uh, talk a couple other news stories that popped up uh, overnight. Uh, one of those is the Killick, Cl- uh, Killick Cup next year uh, at Twickenham Stadium. Coached uh, the Barbarians, coached by Eddie Jones against a World Fifteen, coached by Steve Hansen. It's like it's like uh, we've jumped in a DeLorean, mate. Maybe they should just replay some game from like two thousand and seven or something. <laughs> Yeah, and it really does go... When I saw this news, it really struck me just how much the cult of the of the coach has taken over Test Rugby um, because, really, when you talk about a game between a World 15 and a Barbar's 15 um, that is going to hopefully attract you know the best players, we should be talking about the players, not the guys coaching them, especially considering that these two... Uh, as far as coaching jobs go, I mean, well, me and you could coach these teams, and the, the, the game that they're going to play is going to be about the same, really. Um, but, uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cool that they're, they're going to be back on the same, you know, in, a, in each coaching box and everything. But, really, what, a, what effect it's going to have on what is a festival game, basically, and a glorified piss-up uh, is, is pretty negligible. But uh, I'm sure they'll both have plenty to say uh, before, uh, during, and after the game. It'd be interesting if they if they maybe took a uh, a leaf out of the UFC book. You know how they have both fighters sat either side of the podium uh, at the presser. Uh, maybe they should do that with this and have Hanson and Jones either side of a of a podium. What do you reckon? Oh, absolutely. Thumbs I mean, uh, flying. That, that's the cool that's the that's the cool thing about these games that could really be explored is that you could you, you could try them out to do um, something like that. I'm sure those two wouldn't have any problem. Um, doing that at all, considering that you know it is, like I said, a glorified friendly. Um, uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, the, the the focus on a game like this should really be on on the players, especially if they are going to try and put together a reasonable World Cup team, because they haven't really done that in, in years. I mean, I think the last time um, that you know they had a real All Star match was probably in the wake of the um, when they played that. Uh, I think it was a tsunami fundraiser, their Boxing Day tsunami fundraiser way back in like 2005. So, you know, to actually, if they can actually get a decent World 15 together to see how that'll go, that's something that's kind of unique to rugby. You know, it's something that uh, isn't really done in other sports um, too much. So it will be cool to see that happen. It would be, it would be. We'll keep one eye on that as well, mate. And uh, before we let you go, uh, news this morning that Ireland's John Ryan has uh, signed with the Chiefs for the next Super Rugby season. Um, 
I mean, if you were a, uh, a naysayer of New Zealand rugby, you would say he's taking a young Kiwi spot. Do we have enough front rows being developed? That's what Super Rugby's for. Why have we got an Irishman in there? But I think it's quite nice to have a little bit of flavour, isn't it? Yeah, I have no problem with uh, foreign players coming over into into Super Rugby. Um, if he's if he fits their needs and is going to make the Chiefs a better team, then go for it. Like they they should be all out. Their, their, their sole focus should be winning Super Rugby. And if they they feel as though this guy is going to do a better job than what they've got on offer, then they should be, have unrestricted access to whoever they whoever they really want. Um, in saying it though, it does sort of say a bit about the depth of New Zealand uh, rugby at the moment, especially in the front row, which is always a sort of a little bit of a worry um, that we're kind of relying on um, guys coming in from overseas. Uh, yeah, it is just one guy. Um, and But the fact that they've gone out, probably gone out looking for him, um, is, is a little bit, probably deserves a little bit of scrutiny because, uh, you know, the pathways in New Zealand really should be providing these players for them without them having to go to an international market. Yeah, I mean, he's there to replace Angus Tarvau, who's out for the season, which is, you know, I mean, he's a big leader for, for the Chiefs, so that'll be a bit of a loss uh, for them. But, yeah, it, it, I mean, like like I said, great to see a bit of flavour, something different, uh, a different voice. Maybe he can impart some knowledge on some young props coming through, but it would be nice to, you know, see somebody else come through the system as well at the same time. I, I mean, I guess I can... Part of the story is that they're, they're trying to replace a very experienced guy. And you want to, and you can't really just do that with a young prop, you know, to chuck him in and expect to do the job that Angus Tarvel is uh, doing for you. Uh, so I can see the logic uh, behind what um, what they were going for here. Why they couldn't sort of find a New Zealander to do that, though, like, yeah, that's that's the issue. Um, but I mean, like, this is not a knock at the Chiefs uh, whatsoever. Like, they've they've done what they need to do in order to try and. Um, bolster their, their chances of winning a, a Super Rugby title um, and so you know yeah I hope John Ryan um, does well I'm looking forward to seeing him play Yeah yeah same looking forward to seeing uh, what he brings to the Chiefs hey Jamie thanks very much for jumping in uh, and having a chat to us mate uh, we'll let you go and check out uh, that do in the mirror make sure it's up to standard <laughs> and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon eh I've been staring in the mirror the whole time mate I've never met a mirror I didn't like